we found and we uncovered and we repeated over and over again from all the tzaddikim, the Malshamtiv especially, but from all tzaddikim, that the medicine that we need is something called love. And as we've always spoken, that when we do the regular, typical way of putting rules, consequences, boundaries, basically not only does the kid shut down the love IV line, so they're not accepting love, but we develop frustration and anger and the expectations go up and we constantly, we just, it shuts down the love inside of us. So we wipe away all with all of that stuff for a purpose because unadulterated love that's going from parent to child, like you just said before, I wish you could be on video, but they said like, since you came here, just the love that you have for your child has just gone up so much. And that is the only thing that heals. The other advice of put rules, consequences, boundaries is what they're telling you to do, how to deal with a problematic child. We're saying drop that and heal the problematic child. And that only comes from love, spiritually, as we know from all the tzaddikim. But as I've uncovered and seen and proven thousands of times, that's what helps the, the emotional problems, the mental problems, the dysfunction, all of that, the rebelliousness, the violence, all of that gets healed. And just like with spiritual, it takes time. This also takes time, but the medicine is love, L-O-V-E. So if you could find out a way to have more love, that means you're going to have more medicine, stronger dose of medicine. And there are things, the Nesiva Shalom says, that when you see your child who's doing bad stuff, he's being drawn towards corruption, moral corruption. That's like... Internet, porn, whatever, Averis, right? Not Sneos, eating Treif, whatever. What should you do? So he says, Mukrachim, you must, and everybody would say, get a hold of the child and tell him not in my house and put rules and consequences and contracts. You did contracts, right? <laughs> How much did you pay your lawyer? And um, it was notarized. I don't understand. What happened? Like 10 minutes later, boom, right? Mukrachim lishleit ala yelad. No, it's not what he says. He says, I understand the problem. I, I hear you. It says it's like, It's like you're watching a spiritual fire. The kid's on fire. The dysfunction, the inability to wake up and have a day and be productive, to, to sleep at night and be up during the day. Everything is just so dysfunctional. It's crazy. Plus the sin, it's like a fire broke out in front of you. And you're watching your kid, who was once this precious child, and most of our kids were doing very, very well. Most of our kids were, were top kids. Anyway, he says, Mukrachim lishleit beruach. You gotta get hold of yourself, not of the kid. Okay, and now what do you want me to do? What's gonna help the kid? Will err a love and awaken towards that child? Ahava vachem labaligvul. Unlimited love and mercy towards this child. Even more than you did until now. So maybe take out a picture. It's painful. Take out a picture before all the cuckooness happened, all the craziness happened, and say, I, this is my child. He was so precious. She was so precious. And even the ones that, that were troubled since they were a kid, you have love for that child. They, they, you know that they suffered and they struggled. And you just awaken love for this person. Now, how in the world does that help the kid? He doesn't even know. So first of all, they feel it. But second of all, if that's what your feeling, feeling is towards the kid, you're down the kafs, so you're not looking at the bad, you just feel so bad that their lives are so confused. 
That's their life. Is It's just complete confusion. Complete confusion to such terrible degrees. Some of them don't know, you know, if they want to marry same gender or whatever all these words are. They don't know what they want to be and if they... It's it's so terrible, such darkness. So yes, when when you're looking at them with a taiv ayin, with a good eye, and you have this love shooting out of your eyes, that is is what's going to eventually sink into them and heal them from the inside out. It warms their heart, and they're different than the kids on the street. They're just as dysfunctional. But those kids on the street come home and they get yelled and screamed. And then when you're ruining the family, how long are you going to do this? When when are you going to stop acting crazy and you're costing us so much money? And don't you have a heart? You're killing me. Remember who you named after? You named after Zaidi, and I died in the Holocaust. And you remember Bobby that she used to all of that. That shuts down the whole IV line, the drip of of chemo, which is love. And our kids are just different. They know I come home and they just look at me with this love and the feelings. And you're doing it in spite, yes, in spite of what they're doing. But if if I can give you more love, wouldn't that be great? So we have a pasuk in Mishli. Shlema HaMelech was the greatest of men, smartest, Chacham Mikal Adam. And he says in Perik Yud Zayin, Pasuk Tes, Mechasa Pesha, somebody who conceals transgression, Mavake Shahava, seeking love. If one man sins against another, and the latter, the other person, conceals it for him, he doesn't remind him of his sin, and he doesn't show him an angry face, he causes him to love him. You hear that? But the person who harps on the matter again and again and again, oh, I got another credit card bill, and we said you're not going to do it, and you said you're going to come home on time. Again, you're harping on the, on the bad stuff. You are alienating your friend. Isn't that amazing? We see that. People who are so trying to get the kid to behave for the kid's benefit. It's true. But they're so trying to get it. That, again, and they're fighting and arguing again, Mafrid aluf, do you alienating the person? But the mechasa pesha, it's okay, don't worry about it. How many times a day do you have to say, it's okay, don't worry about it? Right? And the professionals say, what are you doing? You're letting him get away with it. You're letting him get away. How's he going to know? How's he going to learn? Mechasa pesha, mevake shahava. If one man, says Rashi, explains, if a man sins against another, your kids sin against you, and you conceal it, and you don't remind him of the sin, and you don't show him an angry face. Hey, This causes your child or any other person to love you. So if the Bachshemtav said that the only medicine is love, and the Chazanish, and every single, I have a collection of over 6,000, Divrei Torah and stories, and there is no other way. And you want to cause someone to love you? So here's another way. Yes, they took the car without permission. Yes, they did this and they did that and they took money. Sometimes they go into your purse. Whatever your situation is, there's only one way out. No matter how bad it is, there's only one way out. And that's love. So you can make that person love you. How? Mechasa Pesha, cover it over. Cover it over. Don't remind him. Don't harp on it. Don't show an angry face. And this will cause you, says Rashi, that Shleim HaMelech Chacham Yikaladam is saying, it will cause your child to feel love towards you. You have love towards your child. Now the child's going to feel love towards you. And now you could say, you can go to sleep at night and say, Hashem, we are doing the maximum we can 
for our child, because the whole thing is about NKN. Nafshek, Shura, Benafshek. And you can't have this tremendous Nafshek, Shura, Benafshek if you don't have love and love going both ways. And if there are things that are blocking it, it just, not, it, it kills the whole, the whole therapy, the whole treatment method. So that's why we look away. Not because we, we like dysfunction. Not because we don't want to teach them a lesson. We want to heal them from the inside. So all of a sudden, the same kid, like you just testified, it's always there on TP chats. You hear the, 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 the gain and the growing of these kids. Kid for years wouldn't even come to Kiddush. And now, was it two years later? He's telling, what? Three years later? He's telling his kids, come, Kiddush, Kiddush. How did you do that? Not by telling him when he didn't come for Kiddush, you have to stay for Kiddush. Criticism does not work. You can't go out like that. doesn't heal the problem that they want to go out like that. It doesn't change their rutzen. What changes their rutzen is love. Love from you towards your child and love from your child towards you. We had a father that said, I love my kids so much. We're not talking about, of course you love your kid. The, the, the parents that throw their kid out of the house, right, and they, they throw him in the street, they lock him out. They love their kid. If the kid, as they're doing that, gets hit by a car and is lying on the street, they're going to scream. They're not going to look at him like, like, like as if somebody broke into their house and they throw the guy out of the house. They'll be happy, get hit by a car. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. They're going to scream and yell because the love is there but put into us in the Bria from Hashem. We're not talking about the love that we have. We're talking about the relationship being a loving close relationship even more than we have with regular kids. Nafshik shur It's the only way that your souls are connected in such a deep level. So he said, yeah, 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 I'm very good, my kid, he just won't talk to me. That's not, that's like saying, I want to get married, I'm ready to propose to this girl. She just doesn't talk to me. I'm there, I'm, I'm ready to get married, but it's... That's not a relationship. The relationship we're talking about is a two-way relationship. A father said, I don't have a problem with my kid. And the mother said, here in group, she said, you, you haven't looked at him in months. You don't spend time with him. You don't buy him gifts. You don't take him out. You don't make him feel special. We're not talking about the love that's in your heart. We're talking about building a relationship so they feel these are the only two people in the world that I can rely on. Because all these friends that they're leaving you now for, eventually they fall away. All of these dysfunctional people and relationships fall away. And the only two people that are going to be left are the anchors of mom and dad. Just here in group, you all witnessed or know about probably, that just in the last few weeks, there were three kids that were the closest that we've had to getting engaged to a guy. There were two girls and one boy. One girl got an engagement ring from the, the, the guy, the other girl didn't get it yet, but the boy already bought the engagement ring. This is really playing with fire. And the other one was a boy who had a girlfriend and was planning on getting married. And in the last, by now, it, it was, it's already now maybe two, three weeks, last three weeks for sure, all three of these, of our kips, dumped the Goyim, and not because there was anything wrong with their relationship, only because of TP, only because of the Ava. And usually it stops even before that. These were really intense, a real pull, a real difficult things from, from hundreds of kids, from hundreds of kids in relationships. Like our success rate is like 99.5.7. I don't know, 99% for sure. That if we, we, say, we, we save our kids, 
These three got real close to the fire. Really close. And they did it because I, I can't I can't do it to my parents. The boy broke up with the girl. He said, I want my kids to be Jewish. Now, why? If the parents would have thrown him out of the house and not given in to him and let him do all these terrible things, they would have maybe won the battle, which we don't win anyway, but they would lose the war. They maybe would have won the battle. How can they win the battle? You can't smoke weed in the house. This kid smoked weed in the house. So we did all kinds of things to take away the smell, and we, we accommodated it. We did a lot of crazy stuff, this kid, in the last three, three four years that they're here. But look where he's at. Look where he's at. We could, we, we could have lost him. So thank God, Baruch Hashem, he's, he's, he dumped her because I want to marry a, a, a Jew. And, um, and this, these two girls, this girl returned the engagement ring because, I mean, she has NKN with mom and dad a hundred. Literally a hundred. The, the love that they have for her, the tangible love, the messages they send her constantly. And it was a very, very crazy thing. I don't want to say which neighborhood, but she moved into the, to the guy. They, they, they rented an apartment together. And in all the places that's possible to rent an apartment, they ended up in her sister, who's married to a Kyle guy, with their kids, in their complex, in their building, which has a lot of from people. Rabbani Shalalim felt so, feel so bad for this girl. She's like, it's bad enough I have a sister off the derech, bad enough that she's moving in with a guy, and maybe, maybe they're going to get married, but it has to be right here. So I told her, no, Hashem is giving you such opportunity, because the only thing that could save her is acceptance, love and acceptance. And if she would be an hour away, you'd see her once a week. You'd text her. She's good. She's good with her. She's a good TP sister. But how much can you do? You have a bunch of kids. I said, now, every night you call her over, can you help me make supper? I need help with the kids. I need to go out. Could you babysit? Thursday night, can you help me make challah? Friday, can you help me make Shabbos? Can you make invite him for Shabbos? With the guy? Of course with the guy. Ask the Rav if you have a Shabbos. They asked the Rav. Rav said, of course. It's the only way to rescue your sister. So they had the guy over Friday night, Shabbos day, and then the, the sister came over, Shabbos Shabbos, very from. She came over with the help of the babies, to bathe the babies, Matzah Shabbos. She's so embedded in part of the family. Everybody else says, oh, we cut off. And then of course they're stuck with the guy. And then even if they don't like the guy or they're thinking about leaving the guy, they can't because where am I going to go? I'm going to crawl back to them. Nobody's crawling anymore. Those days are gone. So over here we have three stories where, where we were really davening and parents were really, really close. And all three of them, the parents really did what they needed to do. And the result is, is really Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. They're still very far away. And I hope that the next person who comes into their life is going to be a nice Jewish boy. Okay? One of them already has that. It was a miracle. As she was breaking up with the guy, Mamish, as it was happening, she, and all three of them, it wasn't a clean break because they really loved the, this person. It's very tough. I don't know how many people could be Ahmed bin Asayin to say no to true love only because of my family. And, my, and the family is saying, we support you no matter what. That's what people think that, no, you know how they're going to break up when we say, if you do that, it's them or us. They didn't do that. You know how many them or uses picked them? A lot, a lot, a lot in the last 30 years. You know how many children, some of them, I know son of a Russian Shiva, he's married to a Spanish girl 
with a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids, a whole family. Them or us, he picked them. Because what we offered him in his life and the experiences that he had was too painful. So if they, don't make them choose. We never, there's no choice. Hashem didn't say them or us. Right? Amalek went ahead and he attacked those who were kicked out of the cloud because they were oivde avaydazara. And Amalek started to bother them. And Hashem says, Mechamas Amalek midar dar. It's my war. Hashem's war. And I'm never going to forget what you did. Why? They were, they were idol worshippers. In a time where there was an open Hizkalos of Hashem. It's not like now. In the time that they, they saw Anani Kavu, they saw, they saw open miracles. These people saw everything. Right? And Rabbi Yaakameh Shechter brings it out so beautiful. It's unbelievable what they saw. And Hashem says, you think because they're struggling with Yiddishkeit that you can beat them up, that you're going to fight with them, you're going to attack them? I will never forgive you. Mechamas Hashem, right? That's the word. Midar dar, it's forever. Because you're picking on the weak. Pick on someone your own size. You want to fight with the strong? Okay, I hear that. It's a fair fight. You want to pick the weak ones because you think that we're not going to care? And Hashem made Klal Yisrael, the good ones, good ones, quote-unquote, that were inside the Anani Kavit, go and risk their lives to fight Amalek. Okay? And Jewish people, we're not such, you know, great fighters unless, unless you're in Israel. Somehow that army does very well. But a bunch of Jewish guys who left Mitzrayim, you know, we're not, we weren't really exactly an army and fight the Amalekians. I wouldn't want to be in that group. And why do I have to risk my life? Because of my brother, my cousin, who went off OTD, went off the derech, and he's Machal Shabbos Bifar Hesia, in the time of open miracles, and I have to risk my life? Yeah, I have to risk their life. Yeah, it's very, very beautiful. So all of this tells us one thing. We have to go ahead and look for opportunities of love, which is what I told that sister, and she did it. And she did it even though she was so embarrassed in front of all of her friends. But here's the, the great thing. It's not 1980 anymore. All of her friends looked at her as a hero. They all looked and said, wow, wow, we should never be tested, but that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Look, as she was walking outside with her sister and hugging her, not wearing much clothing, and the guy standing there and inviting them for meals, as if everything is fine. Why? Why? Because we support it, no, because the only way that she can leave is by doing this. And then when she left with all three of them, it was back and forth. She left and then she moved back in with the guy and then she, the guy was crying. The guy's mother called her and said, how could you do this to my son? He loves you so much. You're his everything. And what did he do wrong? And she said, he didn't do anything wrong. I just, I can't do it. I can't marry an Anjou. Where did these feelings come from? Of Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh. From Nechashalim, from our weakest people who they would say, oh, she's, she has nothing to her. She's Michal Shabbos, eating on Yom Kippur. There's no Jew, Jew left in there. And yet she's willing to give up the love of her life because I can't do it because of her parents keeping that alive and giving her the energy. That's what Rabbi Gershon Edelstein Shlita said. When you tell them you're doing wrong, you don't accomplish because they know that they're doing wrong. They know it's not right, it's not nice to go against and to rebel against Hashem and against their parents. And they know that you're in pain. Just, he says, they have no choice. They're anusim. That's what he calls them, anusim. He says, but we have a choice. 
right? When we go ahead and we give them tremendous love and acceptance, I accept you and I'm with you and I don't look down at you and I don't judge you and I think you're amazing. All of that is what pushes that energy and that's what he says. When you do this, you give them the energy to overcome their challenges. A bad look from you, they they feel like they got punched in the stomach, they lose their energy. So she really, if you think about it, we hear stories, I just actually today I put into the book a new story that the Chavetz Chaim said that there was a decree in Lithuania by one of the kings. All the details will be in the story, in the book. I didn't prepare for it, but I just reviewed it today. And the king decreed that every Jew has to put on his door a cross. And if not, punishable by death. And there was one guy who was not from, not from, he was not observant, they didn't keep anything, no, no shaykhis, as we say, no connection. The beautiful clip with the Rebbe. Everybody knows who the Rebbe is? There's only one Rebbe. So, beautiful clip where the brother says, my brother has no shaykhis to, Yiddish, to, to Judaism. Oh, the Rebbe did not like that. No, no shaykhis, no connection. He's a, he's a descendant of Avram Yitzchak of Yaakov. He, he is Judaism. You don't need to be connected. So it's in, in us. So anyway, this guy had no shaykhis, no connection, supposedly. And he refused to do it. And it says that his housekeeper was a guy. She begged him. She said, they're going to kill you. He said, I'm not putting it on the door. Not even a pashtayid, not a simple Jew. A Jew had no, no keeping Shabbos, no nothing. His chelik al-kami mal, mamish inside of him, that peace of God. He said, I'm not doing it. She said, let me do it. I'll do it for you. He said, I don't, I don't allow you to do it. And they caught him. And they publicly executed him. Chavetz Chaim said, he died al Kiddush Hashem. He died al Kiddush Hashem. And the lesson to us is that we should never underestimate any Jew. No matter how much they lack in their performance. And with many, many stories in the Holocaust and everything where people who, who were anti-Jewish, from, they, were, they were Jewish but anti-from. And they were Moisa Nefesh HaKadosh Hashem. And here we have an hour, in our dar, in our generation, a girl, three, two girls and a boy, who are fully not religious currently, who are Moisa Nefesh, to leave the love of their life, and after going through so many relationships, they finally found someone that they really believe that this is it, and to do it on their own ratzen, without any pressure, because the pressure... Would have, would have pushed them to do it. That's the way it works. People don't understand. In this star, that's the way it works. So we have to look for ways to go ahead and cause them to love us. And the way to do it is that when they mess up, mechasa, pesha, we cover it over. I wanted to say, I'll cope, show him, another pasuk in Mishle, that love, cover, love conquers all, right? I wanted to say, I'll cope, show him, on all of their transgressions that they do to you and all the problems that they do for you, mechasa ahava, covered over with your love. Covered over, and that's the same thing what he's saying, mechasa pesha mevakesh ahava, and the result is that your child is going to love you. And we, we, win this, we win these kids over and help them to get out of their depression and dark places without firing a single shot, with no, with no physical energy, no muscle, 
No overpowering, just simply doing what works, which is increasing love from all sides, and then we throw in all of our tricks of the trade that do that, that specifically do that, and like she said before, this is fun. I wish you get to that, out of that crazy stage in the beginning, you realize this is fun. And somebody said last night, very good, he said, somebody said that, but for some of us it's very hard. So we realize that the Nisayan is not about the kids, the Nisayan is for us. That we could be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, we never change. And all of a sudden we have a kid where we require to have tools that maybe we don't have, maybe we didn't get as a kid. We don't know how, to, know how to hug. We don't know how to be spontaneous. We don't know how to express love. So we have, we have tools that we know how to use. And the idea is to have all the tools. So we have choices. Sometimes use a hammer. Sometimes use a screwdriver. You've got to have skill. If you can't do something, we've got to work on it. And this is what wakes up in us that something's blocked over here, that I have to save my kid. And the chemo is, the treatment method is love. I don't know how to love. I don't know how to hug. I don't know how to shower someone with praise. Fine. So you have the rest of your life. Mirza people live long these days. So go to therapy, but get a coach, spend a year or two or three, whatever, to unlock that in you. And all of a sudden, two years later, you're going to have all your kids, and all of them are going to say, wow, we, we got a new father, we got a new mother. The last training, or two trainings ago, we had over here a top therapist that came here to learn. When I do trainings for parents, it's open for mechanchim, therapists. And he, when his parents started coming here, he was against his parents. He said, no, I learned that you have to have rules, consequences, and boundaries. And this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, this Avi guy. And Baruch Hashem, the, his sister, their, the parents' daughter, went mamish, like miracles, 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 in, in two years, from screaming in pain, depression, doing horrific, crazy, dangerous things, cutting, eating disorders, um, screaming and breaking things in the house, go, going outside looking like, like crazy. It's, it's not two years, it's more like two and a half years. And she's from, and she's married, and she has a kid. They did everything for her. They mamish really did everything for her. And this guy, who's a top trauma therapist, he said... I see that um, there's something here. There's something in this madness, this TP. And he came to train. And um, he actually opened up now a center where he has nine people working for him. And so with him, it's ten people focusing on trauma. And he's teaching them all only TP. I said, you're not scared. You have a license. People are not going to refer to you. Your colleagues are going to not send to you because you're going to tell parents to supply he said, yep, I'm not scared. He said, I saw it, and he did his research, and since then he followed up with other families, etc., etc. And he said, I was already working so many years the other way, and all those things that parents do, right, are threatening contracts, call the cops, all that. You had cops by you before TP? Sure did. Sure did. That did not work out. He says, I've seen it. It fails miserably. It was the worst thing. The worst thing. But everybody tells you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you know. But you, you paid a lot of money for that advice. And um, and really the whole thing is just is just this. 
So he said, during the training, Avi, is it okay if I speak? So I gave him the mic, and he said, I'm already, you know, you know, I'm already almost, you know, 40 years old, and I'm married, I'm from, and I have a bunch of kids, I have a wife, I have a successful practice, I'm a top trauma therapist, and I always had a great relationship. My parents are always wonderful people, and my father was always a great guy, my mother was always wonderful, he said, but in the last two years, I got new parents, and my life is different. And all, he said, all the kids said the same thing. Because when you get new eyes, and you realize that all of this stuff, all of this, this in the name of Chinuch, in the name of, it's all BS, it's all baloney. I don't know how BS means baloney, but BL, baloney. It, it gets in the way. Of course, there's a time to be mechanach, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, but if you look at all the chinuch books, it's never sacrificing the nafshik shur b'nafshay. It's never sacrificing. Regular chinuch is, is also very, very close to this. We're not going to get into all that now. But the bottom line is, he said, and especially they were married already, so there's no chinuch at that point. He said, all of us, a bunch of married with kids, and ain't a big family, we all said we have new parents that we never had before. So if, you, if you're, you're young, you're 50, you're 60, it's not too late to change. The rest of your life, use these tools to look on all your kids and treat all of them, young and old, your sisters, your brothers, your neighbors, with a beautiful, clean eye of seeing good and doing things, mechasa pesha, you'll see that it causes them to love you and you're going to be known as such an accepting, beautiful, loving Jew. And you're going to be a magnet. All of a sudden people are going to come over to you and start opening up to you and saying, you know, maybe you could help me with my problem if I have my kid. I see the way you're dealing with your hero. Your heroes. Your mamish leaders in the community. And people are looking and people are watching. So let's give them something to talk about. And make sure that you're very impressive and you walk out with your arm around your kid and you say, this is the kid that Hashem gave me. And they're going to say, what, what are you doing? Just last night I had a meeting with parents and they said that the, the, old, the siblings, that's why I do sibling meetings, her siblings don't support TP. They say, throw the girl out of the house. I said, wow, they're all experts? No, they're just sisters. Said, but, but, but they're telling you to do, to do kares, right? To go against the Chazanish and the Baal Shem Tev and uh, every other source. Uh, uh, did they save anybody? No, they never saved anybody. So gonna, they, but they're pressuring the sister. We don't support this. And they could help out, and they're not helping out. First of all, what are you accomplishing? They're not listening to you. They, they're here. Their Rav is here. They're following the Astaire. And But why, why are you supporting something that doesn't work? Like, it's so easy, because it, it, it means that you're off the hook. Now, it's, I don't have to be busy with you. I just I don't hold of what you're doing. I'm off the hook. I don't have to go visit. Meanwhile, they're over so many lavim, they're even causing pain, tired to people, not being helpful. Mipsarcha al tasalim for their sister, for their brother-in-law, for their for the for their nephew. Mipsarcha al tasalim. You know, like, and why is it so hard just to follow simple, simple what what all the gedolim told us? And why not before you you have an opinion, do some research and then decide. Anyway, so this is a, a major, major trick that we have. And the Ebershah should help that you should be able to do it because it's not easy, like all good things. All the, all the stuff that are easy to do, that's how you know it's not the right thing. 
If you're ever stuck in a situation, you have two choices, you're not sure what to do, think about what's easier, that's the wrong thing. Everything in the world, diets, physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual, always the tougher thing to do is, 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 is the right thing. That's just the way it is. You should be able to be zaycha to that, that you should be able to shower your love on your kids and they should feel it and they should feel your love and, and feel love towards you. And then after you get to that stage, that's where the fun starts. That's where the trips start and the, the bonding and, and you feel like you're just rescuing this kid. You're pulling them out out of shal tachtis. You're pulling them out of the bottom of the world. Make them smile and put things on their calendar to look forward to. In three weeks we're going on a trip and two weeks we're going to Disney World and four weeks we're going... And then good things happen. Be'ezus Hashem.